There is no sanity clause. Greetings, heroes, and welcome back to the Cape Swoosh Podcast. My name is Jeremy Doyle, and I will be your lovely guide for today. We've got a great production in store for you, as we plan to dive headfirst into our reading of Brian Michael Bendis' Ultimate Spider-Man, issues 13 and 28. But before we swing into these amazing issues, here's some need-to-knows. First, as you probably figured out, we don't own the rights to these comics, or to Spider-Man, or really to any Marvel characters or properties. This is a podcast made by fans for fans, but we also want you to support the authors and artists. So, if you don't own them already, be sure to pick up volumes of Ultimate Spider-Man, or any of the works by Brian Michael Bendis or Mark Bagley, or hell, just any old comic will do, at your local comic book shop. Also, if you're nervous that you don't know enough about Spider-Man to enjoy this podcast, then I would definitely recommend checking out our previous episode, where Matt and I broke down everything that you need to know about the Ultimate Wall Crawler. But that's enough chat for right now. Let's dive into our first story and meet our merry band of actors bringing these characters to life. I'm Peter Freudsheim, and I'm playing Peter Parker. I'm Katie Claire McGraw, and I'm playing Mary Jane Watson. I'm Carla Kendall, and I'm playing Aunt May. Ultimate Spider-Man Confessions Written by Brian Michael Bendis Queens, New York The Bedroom of Peter Parker Sitting on the bed are two people, Peter, 15, and Mary Jane Watson, also 15. Peter looks like he has something to tell her, but he can't quite find the words. So? Yeah, so, I, uh, I have something to tell you. Okay. Something, oh boy, uh, something big. Okay. And, and, and you... You can't tell anyone. I mean anyone. Okay. Ever. Ever. Okay. You gotta promise me. I promise. I mean it. You've gotta promise me. Peter. Okay. They look at each other for a long time. MJ seems concerned. Peter looks absolutely terrified. Peter. I'm Spider-Man. There's a very heavy pause. What? What did you just say? Shh. What? Shh. I'm Spider-Man. You're Spider-Man. Yes. The superhero. Yes. Another heavy pause. MJ gathers her thoughts. She laughs so hard, she topples off the bed. (laughs) Shut up! I am! Stop it! You are such a goofball! Whisper! You stop! I knew I was going to have to do this. Stop it! Peter suddenly leaps off the bed towards the wall and sticks to it. He looks back to MJ, grinning. MJ is stunned speechless. Peter uses this moment to somersault from the wall to the ceiling of his bedroom, still sticking to the surface. MJ only stares at him. You okay? Whoa! You've got to... Don't! You've got to be... Mary! 
My aunt is home. You gotta be. What's going on up there? Nothing, Aunt May. I don't want any hanky panky up there. We're studying. Yeah, and I'm Katie Corrick. MJ composes herself. She continues to stare at Peter, who returns her shocked look with one of resolution. You can't tell anyone. Peter, you're a superhero. How did it? Remember on that field trip? Field trip. To Harry's dad's place. Yeah. That spider bit me. Yeah? The spider bit me. MJ thinks back on a few months ago, during a class trip to Osborne Industries. During a tour, an enormous spider bit Peter on the hand. Peter screamed in pain and then collapsed to the ground. The spider then made a leap towards MJ, too stunned to react, before the spider was swatted from the air and promptly killed. Get out of here. There was something going on with that spider. I don't know what exactly, but it was something, and now I'm Spider-Man. Oh my god. Wait, that spider almost bit me too. Yeah? I could have been Spider-Man too. Holy... Peter, you're like a rock star! Yeah, just like a rock star. Except for the money, fame, and everything else good that comes with that kind of thing. Yeah, hardly. No, no, I'm serious. Everyone, uh, they love you. The kids at school? Hardly. Peter, you're... Oh my god! Oh, 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 oh! Take me swinging around? No. Come on. No. Why not? Because... Because it's dangerous, and, 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 and no. Please. No. Come on. No. Can I see your costume? It's downstairs in my lab. You swear you're not putting me on. What? I swear. How would I? Oh my god. Oh my god, this is totally awesome. Shh. I cannot believe it. This is so cool. (laughs) MJ is so excited, she begins to jump up and down on Peter's bed. Hot diggity. Get down. Stop it. My aunt. But why don't you tell them? Tell everyone. It's so freaking cool, Peter. No. No one ever knows. No one. And whisper. Why? Why? How safe is Aunt May? Or you? Or the school? I let this out. Someone like the Kingpin finds out. No. And could you... Could you imagine what would we, what it would do to Aunt May if I if she thought every time I left the house I might just not come back? Oh. Not to mention the fact that the newspapers and TV like hate me for no reason. No matter what I do, they rip me one. So what do you think my life would be like if I just came out and said, "Hey everyone, it's me. Look at me. I'm really a 15-year-old from Queens. They might take me away even. No one ever knows, Mary. Ever." Why did you tell me? Because... Why? Because, you know, I've been really hurting your feelings lately because of all this. Always running away or or not being where I say I am gonna be and... And you deserve better than that. You... You deserve to know the truth and I just... I needed to tell you. Wow. Everything... It all makes sense. <laughs> and listen, I mean... My head was going to explode. Keeping all this in? Are you kidding me? And you told me. Yeah, duh. You're my best friend. They look at each other again. This time, it's a look of happiness, relief, and appreciation. (laughs) You goofball. Wow. (laughs) And to think I thought you were just going to kiss me. (laughs) What? 
You thought I was gonna kiss you? Oh my god, I can't believe I just said that out loud. And you came up here anyhow? Yeah, I... I guess I did. You mean you would... I mean, you didn't have an issue, or... Yeah, but that was before. Before? I have a... uh, Yeah, I have a pretty strict no superhero rule, so, uh... What? Peter. What? I'm joking. There's no rule. No. There's no rule against me? No! You're not freaked out? Nope. Really? Face it, Tiger. You just hit the jackpot. A rather loud and abrupt knock at the door ruins the moment. Phone! What? It's the phone. It's Mary's mom. I didn't hear the phone ring. It didn't. I called her. Hello? Mom? We... We weren't... We were not. No, no. We were studying. God, what? Why? It's 4.30 in the afternoon. What? Oh, come on. We're, we're in the middle of something important. I, ugh. I gotta... I can't believe it. But I gotta go home and empty the litter box. I just pray to God that the two of you were being safe. Oh, my God. I gotta go. I can't believe you just said These that. These dangerous times. Our clothes are completely on. You heard me. Yeah, I... I gotta go. Are you gonna call me? Oh, you better believe it. Catch you later, Tiger. Peter watches her leave, still in shock. I can't believe you just said that out loud in, in, in front of her. We haven't done anything remotely. Your Uncle Ben had a saying. He said, if you were too young not to know not to be up to shenanigans in your parents' house, you were too young to be up to shenanigans. We weren't doing anything. Do... Do you know about... It. What? It. Do you know about... Oh, oh God. Please, stop talking. Do you... We've had cable since I was born. Yes. Yes, I know. And what do you know? Uncle Ben told me. He did? Yes. Okay, then. Peter has curled himself into a ball of embarrassment on the floor. May turns to leave. He told you about this. Oh, oh, please. Oh, please. Uh, I am begging you. Please. Stop it. All right. Okay. But no hanky-panky in the house. Yes. She's a very special girl. I know. I like her. Me too. You know, your parents met in high school. Yeah, I know. May closes the door behind her as she leaves. Peter throws himself onto his bed, grinning, feeling the happiest he has ever been since the spider bite. Hey, Cape Swoosh fam. Did you enjoy that story? Are you looking for more? (laughs) And boy, oh boy, do I have some good news for you. Cape Spruce Productions is literally all over the place online. From Facebook, to Instagram, to Twitter, to our website at capespruceproductions.com, to the other social media places that I bet we're on too. Give us a follow. And if you're interested in hearing more awesome content from us, then you should subscribe to our YouTube, to our SoundCloud, to our podcast on Buzzsprout and on Spotify, wherever you can find us. There's so much more good stuff on the way that you don't want to miss. Like right now, as we jump back into Ultimate Spider-Man and reacquaint ourselves with our players, plus some new and familiar faces. I'm Peter Freudsheim, and I'm playing Peter Parker. I'm Katie Claire McGraw, and I'm playing Mary Jane Watson. 
I'm Carla Kendall, and I'm playing Aunt May. I'm Kathy Mattiucci, playing Gwen Stacy. I'm Danielle Foreman, and I'm the reporter. I am Matt Delhauer, playing Mr. De Palma, security guard, and cook. I'm Peter Kendall, I'm playing Principal, Flash Thompson, and civilian. Ultimate Spider-Man, Sidetracked, written by Brian Michael Bendis. The Library, Midtown High School. Peter Parker sits at a table, books and notes sprawled before him. He takes particular interest in a study on molecules and particles when MJ comes bursting through the door. Organometallic. Huh, that's weird wild stuff. Peter! Jeez, uh, MJ. Come on! What's going on? Did you bring your costume to school? MJ drags Peter from his studies out of the library, through the hall, and into the AV lab where MJ was previously. There is no one here, but a TV is on, showing a news report from downtown New York. A monstrous man is on screen, destroying everything around him. This is a story as we have it right now. A half hour ago, this large monstrosity you see, a man calling himself only the Rhino, literally charged headfirst straight into the Chase Manhattan Bank at Lexington and 55th. We have conflicting reports at this time, but reports state that this rhino person cracked the bank vault in half, presumably in an attempt to rob the institution. Police arrived at the scene, and they have been in the standoff you see before you. What you see now is live footage. Oh my god! Did you see that? The rhino! Oh my! The rhino character is, is literally headbutting parked cars at the police. He's using his head, his own head, as a battering ram with enough... Oh! Oh god, step back! With enough force to actually toss entire cars at the police. Bullets seem to be having no effect. These are live images you see right now. We are live and this is a Fox Channel exclusive. The first look at this tremendous chaos as it unfolds uh, right now. We will attempt to get into tighter to see if we can get a statement from the officers at the scene. This is going on now? This is going on now. Wow. I know. Well, go get him. Cover for me. I'm going to miss fourth period. It's French. Who cares? The French. No kiss? No time. My boyfriend's gonna kick your butt. Everybody back! Back! On the TV, the report continues. Rhino again charges the police, this time headbutting a nearby school bus and tossing it into the air as if it were weightless. The police scramble out of the way, trying to clear as many civilians as they can. MJ's playful look changes to one of fear. Meanwhile, Peter takes off down the hallway towards his locker. He opens it, grabs his backpack, and partially opens it to reveal his Spider-Man suit. Peter takes the backpack and goes further down the hall, looking for somewhere private to change as he turns the corner. He's surprised by a familiar face. Uh, Aunt May? Hello, sweetie. What are you doing here? What are you doing here? Why aren't you in class? I'm... I I have study hall now. Then why aren't you studying? Wait, why are you here? I have a parent-teacher meeting. You do? I do. With who? With your teacher. Since when? I told you about this. You did not. I thought I did. Did I do something wrong? Did you? Who was it with? May Parker. I am she, and you must be Mr. De Palma, Peter's uh, math teacher. Oh, hello, Peter. Yeah, hi. Uh, what's going on? This is fateful. Uh, why don't you both come in? What? No, no, I gotta, uh... I think it would be very good for all of us to discuss this together. Come, Peter. 
Pete looks flabbergasted, but sees no alternative than to follow his aunt and Mr. De Palma into the adjacent classroom. Now, don't get me wrong, Mrs. Parker. Peter is a teacher's dream student. His natural cognitive abilities are matched perfectly by his creativity and his healthy attitude, not only towards learning, but of the classroom environment. The reason I called you down here, Mrs. Parker, is that over the semester, I've noticed that Peter seems... distracted. He looks over to the Parkers. May has been attentively listening, while Peter has been staring at the window, paying no attention to anything being said. Rather... unfocused. And, though it hasn't affected his studies yet, I thought it was worth talking about before the damage is done. Peter has the possibility for a free ticket to the college of his choice, and I'd hate to see this sophomore slump do anything to jeopardize that. I thought maybe a dialogue would help figure out why Peter seems so... He refers again to Pete, with May looking at him now as well. Peter continues to stare out the window, paying no attention to anything being said. Peter? Yeah, what, what? Your teacher wants to know why you seem distracted. Peter looks to Mr. De Palma, who can't help but give Pete an irritated glance. See, uh, the thing is, is that I'm supposed to be in study hall helping this foreign exchange student with his chemistry. Uh, I promised Mrs. Franklin that I would, and now I feel guilty that I'm not where I'm supposed to be. Oh, well. Why didn't you say something? I tried. So go. It's okay? Go! You're not mad? Of course not. Sure. I'll see you at dinner, sweetie. Pete exits the classroom and makes a beeline for the exit doors at the end of the hall. As he reaches them, he sees the school principal and a security guard heading back inside through said doors. So I said I'm the principal and I say we never use... Hey! As they enter... Peter has made a mad dash down the hall and around the corner, disappearing from sight before either man can figure out who they just ran into. Get back to class, whoever you are. Hope he's on the track team. Peter opens the door at the end of the hall, finding himself in the empty cafeteria. The only sound he can hear is a TV from the kitchen, playing the same news report from earlier. Peter sneaks into the kitchen, staying behind the cook, and watching as the situation further develops. Well, it's hard to say from our vantage point, Dan, but there seems to be some kind of declaration being made by this rhino person. We can't hear what he's saying, but he's yelling quite viciously at the police. Something, obviously someone said something to anger him even more than he already was. This is still going on? Look at this. They stopped my stories. I can't believe this. You're not allowed back here! Peter takes this as his cue and heads out the back door, now outside by the dumpsters. He heads to continue on his way when he hears someone sobbing. Oh, God. God. Oh, my God. Are you okay? Gwen? Gwen Stacy turns to look at Peter. She has been hiding in the pile of garbage next to the dumpsters, her makeup smeared from crying. Gwen, what happened? Nothing. Are you hurt? Did, did someone hurt you? No. No, I'm fine. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. What, what are you doing? Love and life. Don't worry, Pete. I'm a tough chick. I'll be fine. Oh, okay then. Yeah, go ahead. Everybody else leaves me. You go too. Go right ahead. Oh, God. <sighs> Gwen, hey, hey, hey. What, what's going on? I, 
I think my mom is leaving. My mom is leaving my dad, and she's leaving me. I don't think. I heard her on the phone to one of her idiot friends. I heard her, Peter. I heard her say she hates her life, and she's going to leave. Maybe, I don't know, uh, maybe she was just venting, you know, blowing off some steam. I heard her say the words, my life in this house sickens me. I hate the people my life stuck me with. Oh. My own mother hates me. Come on, Gwen, let's let's get up out of this smelly garbage. No, I'm fine here. Please, Gwen, let's just... I'm fine here. Gwen, I I want to talk with you, but I, uh, I have to go. I have to do something really important. Fine. I... Fine, Peter. It's just that, hey, let's hang out after school. You want to just talk and... Just go. It's okay. I'll find you after school. I promise. Peter takes off, sprinting past the courtyard where a gym class is playing flag football. He hears a window open. Peter? I know. You're still here. I know. I'm trying. This place is like a li- Go! The freak tossed a bus into a Starbucks! Go to the dumpsters and find Gwen. What? Gwen is crying. I left her. I had to go in- She's in a dumpster? That's where I- Yes. God, she's such a drama queen. Go! You go! He pivots and takes off through the courtyard. As he runs, he gets a peculiar feeling. Ah! My spider sense. Why would my spider sense be- Suddenly, Pete gets whapped in the back of the head with a football, knocking him to the ground. Ten points! <laughs> Did you guys see that? Flash Thompson stands above Peter. He and the other jocks in gym class laughing. Peter, angry, takes the football and throws it as hard as he can. Too hard. The ball lands perfectly on the roof of the school. The jocks stare in disbelief before shooting Peter a collective look of rage. Pete, realizing his mistake, runs for it. The jocks break free from their gym class and give chase to Peter. Get him! Great, Spider-Sense. Thanks a lot. This is one I would have figured out on my own. Prepare for the Atomic Wedgie to end all Atomic Wedgies, Parker! They turn the corner to follow Peter, but he's somehow disappeared. Meanwhile, several blocks down, Spider-Man swings through the city streets, trying to make his way to Manhattan. Come on, come on, come on, Grandma! Go, go! He lands on top of a car going across the Queensboro Bridge, only to find traffic at a standstill. Can't wait to get my license so I can sit in this all day. Spider-Man opts for a web line instead, zipping and weaving his way through the city. As he approaches downtown, he sees a column of smoke pouring into the sky. Oh my god, I'm coming, I'm coming, I... As he reaches the scene, he finds the rhino... Trapped in an energy sphere being projected by Iron Man, who floats next to the beast and seems to be enjoying the adulation of the adoring crowd. As you can hear, the reaction on the street is jubilance. Jubilance and gratitude for a selfless hero. The invincible Iron Man has easily bested this mysterious monstrosity that has inflicted himself onto our city. We're going to see if we can get a statement from our golden knight in shining armor. And what were you doing? Uh, where were you ten minutes ago? I, 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 I get it. Spider-Man considers responding, but instead starts heading back to Queens. At least I tried. No, you didn't. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for today. Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast. Be sure to subscribe, because there's so much more awesome Cape Spoofs to come. Including, next month, we've got a double header for you. John Lehman's comic, Chew. 
and a triple threat of some spooktacular witches for our Halloween special. Which comics are we covering? Well, you'll have to tune in to find out. Also, if you haven't already, check out our latest major production, Scott Pilgrim vs. The World, directed by yours truly, is up on our YouTube right now. Like, right now. Like, right now, right now. So go check it out, and we'll catch you guys next time.